Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to the best wrestling show of the week, NXT 2.0. I just get so happy around this time because it's like, that's the longest time till we have to talk about Monday Night Raw again. And we've got this tonight. What I love about this goddamn show is like, when we review Dynamite, we will be marks. We'll come up with spots. We'll come up with storyline developments and, you know, worthy of the discussion because, you know, they actually tell stories mm. and they actually do cool matches that are presented in front of hot crowds. So we talk about spots, like, oh, who's going to have food with who or whatever. Is, is Punk going to break out the Anaconda Vice? Yeah. Who should win the TBS championship, etc., etc.? All yeah. this kind of stuff. With NXT 2.0, we can, like, have the same buzz, but ironically, like, what's the Mafia guy caricature going to say... <laughs> What ridiculous gimmick are we going to get next? Oh, God, it's a poker player. That's way better than the one I had. A guy who just suddenly decides to let you know, oh, I take bums, which is stupid, because I'm also a professional poker player. It's, it's an amazing show. It's mind game, Sitch. It's what it's all about. He's transferred his mind games from the, from the poker table to the wrestling ring, you see. <laughs> well, tonight... We're going to play a few games, let's be perfectly honest, ahead of tonight's show. We are going to play... Playing games, I love it. It's like it's like in school when you're like, we've done an elite test in the morning. That's been the rubbish. Yeah, we've done double dreading. physics with yeah. and raw. And then, we, and then they go, okay, good news, guys. You're off to the science museum. <laughs> uh, so we're obviously going to have the Tony D'Angelo predictor yes. game later. Predictor. Predi- predictor. I still call it. I know, I know. It's just the one, the one weakness that in my game. This, uh, and <laughs> we are also going to be uh, predicting tonight's new gimmick because, like you said last week, we had Cora Jade. She can't ride a skateboard, and she uh, bloody Hudson, professional bloody poker player. So we'll be predicting that. But we also have some other things to look forward to. They've advertised a fair few things, <laughs> like the stuff on the card. <laughs> yeah, let's talk uh, about the title match. This genuinely could be the best match of NXT 2.0 so far. It is uh, Santos Escobar versus Swerve for the NXT North American Championship. We know these two can create magic in the ring given time. And I sense, with Hit Row going up to the main roster, quite possibly a title change here. What do you reckon? Well, absolutely have to be mm. a title change here. It's how they arrive at it that I guess is the fun. I think this isn't the fun bit. This is like <laughs> earnestly, potentially very good wrestling. <laughs> I watch the show for that. The show doesn't function to do that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, there is a risk. Oh, uh, I'm sick of the bollocks now. Let's just get to the skip to the end. 
So maybe I will have my uh, palate cleansed by some actually good wrestling. Yeah, we know it should be good. It should be really good. Um, a huge fan of Scott in particular. Don't dislike Escobar mm. at all. Um, but Swerve to me stands out because his very creative counters and escapes and the way he moves around the ring, I think it's very creative and unusual and just genuinely quite cool. But yeah, Escobar has to get strapped up here. It's the only logical result. You say these things and you're talking about a WWE podcast and you just make yourself look like a tit 24 hours later when the show happens. But I suspect, given that Hit Row are going to be on, is it SmackDown? Yeah. They'll be protected in some way. Um, there'll be some kind of melee on the outside and maybe like Whacking Wild or Mendoza could be like sort of obscured from view, feigning selling on the outside, but it turns out he's actually okay. Distraction finish, whatever you want to do, but it seems cut and dry, this emphasis on the dry. <laughs> yeah, I sense that Santos Escobar will be leaving as the new North American champion, because like you say, they've got Hit Row debut on the main roster. They aired a, a vignette on SmackDown with all the music stuff for all that. So what was the thing called that they had? Where it was like them playing all the songs and stuff? Cypher. Cypher, that was it. Maybe they'll do that on SmackDown. Who bloody knows? But yeah, I don't think they can take the North American Championship with them. And they've already got enough belts on the main roster. So, yeah, put it on Santos Escobar, and then we can have him drop it to, you know, one of the real stars, like Tony D'Angelo. Uh, yeah, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, my God, Santos versus Tony. Santos, Tony, North American. Hey. Gangster stuff. Yeah, but like weird sort of Tony D'Angelo and the stuff thing that we, I couldn't merge the two. But, yeah, I agree. Santos Escobar wins the title. There'll be a big schmoz on the outside and maybe some... Brass Knox will get introduced, or Electra Lopez will low blow swerve when everyone else is distracted. Who knows? But I, I sense your shenanigans to see the title switch. Uh, also, potentially huge Halloween Havoc developments on tonight's <laughs> show. Uh, Master Chamber's favorite show? It is, uh, is, what, two weeks away, I think, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, right now, it is Tommaso Ciampa, NXT champion, defending that title against Brad Regu. Um,. I do hope Chucky shows up on this show as well, actually. Anyway, uh, but also, tonight, it's Champa versus Joe Gacy. Champa has promised that the ring will not be a safe space for Gacy. But if Gacy wins, it becomes a triple threat at Halloween Havoc. And we've got the whole mystery around horror land that was in the crowd last week, of course. The uh, shaven-headed... Parker Boudreaux, former Parker Boudreaux, I suppose. You see him getting involved in this match, perhaps. I mean, without a doubt. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think they are booking this match without subsequently putting Gacy in the triple threat. It doesn't make any sense for them to have the stipulation. I mean, they do eliminators on Raw and SmackDown all the time that don't result in title matches. So who the Christ hell knows? But yeah, it feels like this match is being put in to make it a triple threat, which is a bit of a shame, really, because they actually had something earnestly quite good in Champa versus Bron Breaker. Um, but if you look at the uh, shoddy, hilarious but shoddy median age of the NXT 2.0 viewer, like it's 62 years old. This is a show that's meant for the youth. Vibrant colors, like. Alamode progressive gimmicks. And it's like, if you're 62 years old and you're watching this, I'd, 
you know what? Everyone's talking about the next great wrestling shoot interview, when it's going to drop, the platform on which it's going to drop, right? And everyone's dying to know how much of Bray Wyatt in WWE, the baddest of the bad stuff, was taken out of Wyatt's hands, was totally micromanaged by Vince. What was his vision? What would he have done had he had full creative control? Mm -hmm. Everyone's dying to know. Who is the con artist? Who's the bad one? Who's the baddie? Is it Vince or is it Bray? Is Bray going to expose himself as a bit of a charlatan um, on this shoot interview that he's alluded to being a little bit spicy on one of his few Twitter missives um, posted since his release? This is the interview everyone wants to book Everyone's looking forward to reading. It's not mine. You know what I want? Go on. I want a reporter. Wilborn, you're a great interviewer. I want you to take this on. Mm -hmm. I want someone to reach out to a 62-year-old NXT viewer and say, why, why, why are you watching this? (laughs) Like, seriously, what do they make of Joe Gacy? Do they make a new they're no delivering, tell them. <laughs> They're all from Alabama, of yeah. course. In Arkansas. You down, Joe. Come on, Joe. You got to Come out of the fundamental. You I realize the more we do this, the more it sounds like the, uh, the grandma in The Nutty Professor. Take him down, Sherman. What's the NXT too far now, I want an Alabama guy to enchant us with how much he's connected with his Joe Gacy character. To be honest, I'm more concerned as to why more people aren't watching this product because it's the best thing WWE yeah, puts out. Every it's week, ab- so. it's absolutely awesome, right? So, anyway, to circle back to my original point, if you look at the median age of the viewer, it's 62 years old. If you look at the 18 to 49 demographic, it's a disaster. <laughs> if you look at the social media engagement, there's no buzz about it whatsoever, right? NXT in the Capital Wrestling Center was dead. This is spray-painted dead. <laughs> the whole thing's completely whacked. Tony D'Angelo himself would be proud of the extent to which this has been absolutely whacked. What's the uh, What's the movie with the... My brain saying breakfast at Tiffany's is definitely not that. With the there's a bloke who dies and they have to like wheel him around and pretend he's alive. So they put the sunglasses. We can a we can a boinies. That's exactly what that's what NXT is. Look at it's fine. Look, he's all he's got colorful stuff. Bernie's watching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bernie's the guy watching this drivel, this <sighs> wonderfully ironic drivel. The only impression this show has made beyond like. Embittered podcasters, the 62-year-olds, and the ultra, ultra-committed diehards who will just watch anything WWE produces by default. The only impression this has made beyond this tiny sphere is the Joe Gacy character made it to the right-wing conservative radio host. It's content sphere. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> Owning the libs on NXT 2.0, fantastic. 
if they want to continue to ride this wave of controversy, and I suspect given this match they do, mm-hmm. I think they elevate Joe Gacy's profile to try and court more of that quasi-mainstream pub. I love it. I think it's the right idea, and I think you are right. I think he is going to be added possibly through shenanigans with hard land. Yeah, because it was teased last week to recap that he was a little bit unsettled by this weird-looking guy in the audience before a slow grin crept over his face with the idea being, I'm in cahoots with that bald weirdo. (laughs) And said bald weirdo, who doesn't much look like the next Brock Lesnar anymore, is going to interfere in the match. I love it. I I adore it. (laughs) As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right. Last vegetable you need to eat before you can have your, your main course proper here. Uh, it's the best friends. No, not Trent and Chuck Taylor. But, of course, Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> teaming up to take on Python and Rich Bloody Holland tonight. Just imagine uh, Von Wagner's mom dropping them off for the match like they did at uh, Fighter Fest in 2020. And it's just... Uh, Fred Flintstone's wife with one of those little uh, <laughs> feet sticking yeah. up in the car. <laughs> Don't give him any more ideas. Best show of the week. Yeah. Um, I think I prefer it to Rampage. I also enjoy Von Wagner talking to the third person. Keep that. Yes. You know what Von Wagner likes about you? Von Wagner thinks you got hot. 
He's not Tony D'Angelo. You got a height. You got a lot of height. <laughs> uh, how do you see this one going? Uh, it's going to be boring. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculously competent when Dunn and O'Reilly are trading strikes, submissions, grapples, like, like so much intent, so much technical artistry. And then when the big green lads are in it, it's going to be a bit rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. Um, look. Oh, God, Vaughn and Ridge getting together. Oh. Like, I'm desperate for that interaction. But oh. The, <laughs> but the worst. Right, I said, I'm that technical wrestling bollocks out of the way. <laughs> there you go, being and Kyle. But the worst thing about it is that it's, it's never the same as WCW 2000 because somehow they're still broadly too competent an organization to, like, ruthlessly expose Wagner and uh, Holland for, like, minutes at a time. A match will fall apart and the Schadenfreude will be glorious. They'll build to their hot tags and they'll do some power spots and it'll all be very solid and functional. This That's my fear. It's not going to fall apart is my fear. And, you know, the story here is also Von Wagner earning Carl O'Reilly's, you know, friendship, his respect, etc. What if, conversely, Carl O'Reilly makes Von Wagner, I'm doing air quotes here, apologies to podcast listeners, Cool. What will their version of cool look like? I mean, I can't wait. Because I've like they love these weird. Oh, these people don't really have comedic timing, but let's put them in skates. <laughs> like, imagine like von Wagner at the cut off denim jacket store doing this bit where he comes out of the changing room, turns around and goes <laughs> like that, and he just cuts to Kyle O'Reilly and he's doing the whole. Yeah, I think that's cool. Wagner doing a fashion show. This show rules. Oh, and not only that, right. As a parent, do you ever have a thing where, like, you, your kids are concerned about something? Let's say they're going to jump off the top board at the swimming pool or something. And you say, look, once you've done it, you'll look back and think, what earth? Yeah, they don't, don't like dogs. Yeah, they'll look back and go, what earth was I worried about? Seven days ago, we sat here and we thought maybe the roller, the brilliant roller coaster we've been on it's going to end. In reality, what happened was they went, oh, that wasn't the end of the roller coaster. That was literally just clipping up to the best bit of the ride. That is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Tony. We were worried last week. I was a little bit concerned. We thought maybe, hey, maybe this this ride's coming to an end. And, hey, life's just a ride, huh? Like uh, Bill Bill Goddamn Hicks once said, uh, life's just a ride. <laughs> I get philosophical over hey. here. But you know what? Screw that shit. <laughs> 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 He's brilliant. We described it as the best NXT debut ever. Sorry, Kevin Owens. He's over. They love a bit of the Tony D. Have, have you glanced at... I know, boy, you haven't, obviously, because you've got better things to do with your time. But I... Had a little scan of NXT's Twitter, just in case I'd missed any matches or anything. I hadn't. Uh, don't worry about it. It's just more toxic attraction, all that bollocks, right? The amount of, like, things about Tony, which is a perfect gauge of it all, was brilliant. There was, how, how many, and it's the, like, this hand emojis can we get for Tony D'Angelo? And then there was another one was like, you're going to take this wrestler out for a bite to eat. Where are you taking them? And it's it with Tony. Satrials, huh? Yeah. All right. He's he's 
a made man. He is. And tonight, he appears on Lashing Out with Lash Legend, which was a thing uh, a couple of weeks ago without question. So, it's time to play the Tony Angelo Predictor. I love it. Just keeping it simple this week. We've done a few things before where we said, where is he going to be? What's his finisher going to be? Blah, blah, blah. They start named it. In a wrestling ring, maybe. (laughs) But simple one round game this. The Tony D'Angelo Predictor for this week, Michael Sidgwick. What's the new void he's going to use? I hadn't really thought about it, huh? And I'll brain that ticking over, haven't I? <laughs> Look, the best thing is you can see anything. They like Tony, uh, James Gal- James Gandolfini, God mm-hmm. rest his soul. He used to say like sh, s noises like sh, and it was like corporations. Everybody's not black, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe something with an S. Oh, I've got a word with an S, you know, for my one. Well, you maybe. go first. No, no, no. You say it. I've got it written down, and then we can we can maybe play this off against each other. Maybe. Because, you know, when you go around to someone's house, you've got to give them some ZD. Of course. Of course. So maybe Italians are big on the food. They're big on the communal eating. Maybe it's a nice sort of welcoming gift to Lash Legend, yeah. this person who I've just met. He could bring... Trey and Gidi. Very nice. Very nice, that. I think, because Slash Legend, she's got a bit of an attitude, hasn't she? She claimed the reason for, for the, the, the shutdown of Facebook and Instagram last week, I believe. She was firing shots at, at Tracy Beaker, or what was his name? What's the name of the superhero one who's dating Cora Jade? You say Tracy Beaker? Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Trey, Trey Baxter. <laughs> I mean, Are you me dad? <laughs> it's a new gimmick. Tracy Beaker. <laughs> so she's, uh, I think she's going she's gonna to sit him down, huh? And she's going she's gonna to give him some softball questions, huh? and then she's going to hit him with a hardball question. And he's going to say, hey, what is this? Some kind of shakedown? That's the word for this week. I like it because she's probably going to call the family business into disrepute. Disrepute. And he gets, oh, oh. I'm a legitimate businessman. <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, man. <laughs> Just, that's probably going to be the way they do this. Like, she's going to say, yeah, the mafia. It, this NXT review in the next few weeks, especially if he doesn't come back anytime soon, is going to devolve into you and I physically performing the segments and going, yeah, there's some other matches as well. Enjoy it. See you next week. Uh, at, <laughs> at M. Sidgwick on Twitter. <laughs> uh, one final game to play then, and that is... What's the new gimmick this week? We've had a woman who can't skateboard. We've had a poker player recently. We've had just a whole host of. I mean, we're going to go. We are going to get Tracy Beaker, the superhero, of course, coming our way very soon. So, Michael Sidgwick, what will tonight's new gimmick be? Well, my collaborator, Andy Murray, I must give him a shout out because we've brainstormed this one together. Oh, okay. We love the idea of the NXT 2.0 gimmicks, they're hilarious. So between us, we were talking about, right, okay, could they do, like, um, I said a jockey. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Just a, 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 why not ride a horse? Yeah. A jockey, maybe? And then Murray's like, what about a builder? I was like, yes, that's good. And then that got my uh, imagination firing, my synapses going, Aka. I'm going to bring Aka into the uh, podcast lexicon. Mm-hmm. It's a Geordie word for, like, when I angry, like upper height, like 
hyped up buzzing. There is a, 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 a like a, a dictionary of terms I had to pick up when I came in. Acker. Waxer, is that Waxer? One? Waxer's yeah. just something that's mint. I, I, I remember... Like text, NXT 2.0. I text Nicholas saying like, oh, do you want to go for a drink after work? Quite early on in my days of of uh, what culture. And he just texts back, Waxer. And I was like, je ne comprends pas. <laughs> Before I elaborate on my pitch for the builder... Maybe I should have a Frenchman. No, it doesn't matter. I've got a friend who will go unnamed. This is a bit of a disgusting story, so you might want to skip ahead 30 seconds. <laughs> Like, you live in a student house. You care about airs and graces. And my unnamed friend just didn't care about his flatulence. And, and everyone was just, like, disgusted with this man. It's like, <laughs> there. <was> so <laughs> I'll believe it. I'll believe it. Don't worry. Believe it. So, uh, mate, can you, like, stop it? It's disgusting. <laughs> All right, stop it. He said, Sorry, that's me. My ass, my arsehole's gone. Like, oh. <laughs> right, the builder. The builder. Um, we're thinking, right? And I know it's. This sort of element of it has changed to a degree, but like the whole idea behind NXT 2.0 is kind of. Well, we're going to change the thing that Hunter built. Because it was a total failure. We were embarrassed by AEW, so we are just going to completely rearrange it. So what if the builder is a heel who decides to try and build back better oh. the Capital Wrestling Center? Oh! And everyone's like, that was really dark and drab and depressing and everyone hated it. And he's like, you're going to get poppy and slipknot and intensity. You want to take all the way the vibrancy of this. And then uh, it's all like... Dan, uh, Dan HN can like shit him. <laughs> I like the idea, yeah. And he's a calling card, in the words of Tony D'Angelo. And it's just a sticker with a skull on it. Yeah, that's really good. Speaking of Dante Chen, actually, you just reminded me. Shout out to George McIntyre. Thank you for your email, George. Uh, headline, NXT 2.0. Oh! Uh, email me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com for any of this sort of thing. Uh, just saying, I uh, don't think anyone's noticed this yet, but do you remember I was talking a while back about Tyler Russ looking like, uh, you, you know the gimmick by now. I'm amazed you didn't actually complete Jack Simon Peggy. He looks like Jack Simon Peggy with long hair. Uh, George McIntyre says, don't think anyone's noticed this yet, but Dante Chen kind of looks like a jacked Matt Lucas with hair. Huge pap. <laughs> Huge pap. <laughs> Honestly, George, I read that in the office earlier, and it got a huge bab. Huge bab. Uh, Google Matt Lucas. He was part of Little Britain here in the UK. Uh, I don't actually watch that show, though. No, don't watch that. It's really, it's not aged well. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's not really aged well. It's from the 70s. Yeah, it's not really aged well. It's from the, um, <laughs> the early to mid-2000s. Yeah. Watch him on, watch him as George Dawes. On, yeah, Shooting Stars. Shooting Stars, Shoot Stars is excellent. It's perfect. And it is a hell of a shout, that, George. So thank you for that. Uh, I was going to mention my new gimmick for tonight. I sort of went a different route to you. I looked on the NXT roster page for people who we haven't seen. We've seen only Lorcan come in and get jobbed out. Oh, yeah, Imperium attacked last week. I don't want to talk about them. We're not talking about nah. that. Now. Um, we've seen well, a lot of people, Ember Moon's come in to job out to people, et cetera, et cetera. One person we haven't seen, though, Danny Birch. So I looked at Danny Birch, and I thought, what's his thing? And to Vince, British. 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 So, 
this is sort of influenced by my recent YouTube searches as well. I've already got back into watching. Do you ever like fall down a YouTube hole and realize, ah, oh, I've spent like three hours watching this? Oh, can we talk about vines? Is that not it? <laughs> it's not vines. We'll talk about vines another time. Okay. I've really got into watching like Kitchen Nightmares, Hell's Kitchen. All of the Gordon Ramsay compilations. Well, we yeah, finish this. And I've got some patter about that. So okay. I'll bring up. So, Danny Birch, he's going to be a bloody chef, <laughs> isn't he? And he needs a gimmick. He brings a bloody rolling pin to the ring, Danny. And when you're not looking, clonk on the <laughs> on the bunts, right? And his finisher, what's his finisher going to be called? He's a Cockney chef. It's going to be called Bram Bread. You're going to be brown bread. That means dead. You've got new rhyming slang. <laughs> One of these is going to be right. I love it. This show, I've, I've genuinely, I've said before, like, I love NXT 2.0, ironically, as much as I like AEW Dynamite, earnestly. I think I like NXT 2.0 more than AEW Rampage, full stop. <laughs> it's just great. Well, let us know your thoughts and your I was going to say predictions. <laughs> Your suggestion for the Tony D'Angelo predictor on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at. I do think we need Hamflit back. His presence is pretty much required at this point. You can follow him at Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, got the Raw review that was out earlier on today and tomorrow. The NXT 2.0 review, which is just always so, so eventful. So join us for that one. But for now, this has been the NXT 2.0 preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.